0: Hey, Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and tell us who you are and a little bit about what you do and yourself.
1: Sure. I am Monica Ellis Blyde, or Dr. Blyde. I am a licensed clinical psychologist in um, Southern California, specifically in Claremont. Plus, so I say like, psychologist plus, plus mom, plus wife, plus chair yoga instructor, plus biofeedback provider, plus um go happy, wait, go lucky, happy person um, and uh, a person who is living with chronic illness. So that is uh, something that I'm pretty transparent with and working with my clients. The fact that I can relate on that level. Um, I, in 2012, was diagnosed with lupus and uh, later on also with fibromyalgia. So um, just juggling multiple roles, responsibilities and um all these identities that I have that make me who I am. Wow.
0: I love that. That's probably going to be in the title. I am plus, right? Yes. Identity kind of gets in the way of our ability to, whether it's try new things or, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, enjoy, enjoy certain areas of ourselves in our lives. Cause we get kind of stuck in in thinking that we can only be one thing, but right. you can be that thing. Plus, so much more. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah,
1: And it can change over time, you know, for the longest time, I was a a grad student. (laughs) You know, and before that, I was uh, working in marketing and account management. And that's actually how I met my husband. So yeah, like, it's just different flavors and and variety. And and that's kind of the spice of life.
0: Yeah, I love that. So At this point, maybe because of all those things, you mentioned grad school, you mentioned, you know, some different careers that you've explored. Mm -hmm. What have been some of the major lessons that you've learned so far?
1: Yes. So when you asked me that question, my mind first goes to Oprah Winfrey's book, What I Know For Sure. Um, and I actually listened to that on audible and she reads it herself. And so she has all these like golden nuggets, like what I know for sure. And so it's like, okay, Monica, what is it that I know for sure? Like one thing, um, that I know for sure is like, life is bigger. Like it's so much bigger than, um, you know, whatever struggles that we're going through at the time or triumphs or trials And I'm reminded of that um, in particular, like if I am in an airplane um, and we're about to land and I'm looking at all the cars on the freeway and I'm looking at all the other people in their homes and stuff and like, wow, you know, for that person driving right now, like whatever they're going through is just so tremendous But look at the perspective from the sky of like, there are millions of people and the world is so big and it kind of just puts things in perspective for me. So that's like one thing that I know for sure. And another thing that I've learned kind of through life and through experiences is that all things work together for good. Um you know, and that's actually a, a Bible reference, like all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And um when I've said that to myself before, I've kind of like psyched myself out, like, well, well, am I one of those people who are called? And <laughs> you know, there's like self doubt and, you know, catastrophizing and things like that. But of just you know my thirty five years of life, as I've experienced so many different things, good and bad and you know tragic and and so on and so forth, like I can really see that yes, all things do work together for good, and so I'm just keeping that in mind as i uh live each day. Those are some
0: serious lessons you said being able to keep things in perspective, mm-hmm. as well as knowing that everything that's happening in our lives is working together for good, it, which is difficult when you're on the hamster wheel. I think when oh, things- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when things are act- actively happening and mm-hmm. you kind of mm-hmm. feel like, Oh I- my gosh, really? Is there another thing right now? And mm-hmm. um, being able to know, or at least rest assured that at some point it will all make sense. Right. And maybe that point isn't right now. Right. Uh, is so important I love that Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. and I have to even like you know so you would think that being a clinical psychologist and having my mom talks about been in school for 24 years having 24 years of education and all that that it would come second nature to me but even like that's not the case I I I tell people like I'm clothed in humanity like (laughs) I am so imperfect. And so I even have to remind myself, like, okay, this is temporary. And I'll even, like, um, do, like, a a imagery, like, drawing a T on my forehead. Like, T for temporary. Like, this too shall pass. And just keeping that in mind, and it it helps to um, instill hope. For sure, because people,
0: I think that people look at everyone outside of themselves, Mm -hmm. and for the most part, see um, how, quote unquote, well put together they look. Mm -hmm. And um, we have kind of this filter that doesn't allow for us to really acknowledge when we see someone that's successful or we see someone that looks like they have a great relationship Mm -hmm. or we see someone that looks like they're, you know, the best parent, that there's also another side to that. Not that they're bad, but that they struggle Mm -hmm. and that they have their own challenges within that
1: experience, you know? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. So I have... (laughs) so many like a man's to go with that. Like, one, I had actually just talked about that I do um, chair yoga right now for free, um, live on Facebook and Instagram on Wednesdays. And so I was talking about this, just this past Wednesday, like, don't compare your inner experience, you know, the anxiety that you're uh, feeling depression and sadness, and you know, feeling like, not good enough to someone's outside appearance. Don't compare your inner experience to someone's outside appearance because like on social media and like in front of friends and stuff, of course, people are going to try to put their best face forward, but you have no idea what's going on in that person's internal world, what's going on in their household. And so, you know, kind of just step back and and be grateful for the things that are going well for you or the, the perspective for the future of like, Hey, you know, maybe things will get better. You just, I don't know. I don't even know what else to say about that. Um, so that's kind of like one part. And then another is, um, it was interesting because a few years ago I was, um, telling someone about my struggles with chronic illness And she and this was like someone who was close to me was just like, well, you know, if I could go on trips twice a year, all these vacations and cruises. And if I could, you know, have a happy relationship and if I could, you know, do all these things that you do, I'd have lupus, too. It it was just so um, Hmm. heartbreaking to hear that because. What she didn't see was you know going to get lab work done every month sometime or every three months, and having twelve valves of blood taking out you know she, she mm-hmm. doesn't see the chronic pain that I experience and you know the discomfort in my body all the time or the you know several times a week migraine she doesn't see the severe fatigue where you know i'm able to um, perform, if you want to call that, like, you know, being able to engage and do good work. But at the end of the day, and sometimes the end of the day is like literally like 1pm. So not literally the end of the day, but like, I'm exhausted, I have to take like a four or five hour nap. So she wasn't seeing those things. But just seeing the surface of, oh, this person has this wonderful life and great relationship and able to take vacations and things must be amazing. And so it's just like, again, you never know what someone is going through until you have a chance to walk in their shoes. So again, just never take anything for granted.
0: That's significant. Don't compare your inner experience to someone's outward appearance. Yeah. Wow. So could you tell us a little bit about chair yoga? I don't know that everyone has heard of it. Um, yeah. um, I would love for you to kind of give us a little explanation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I love it. So I um, was interested in yoga just for the health benefits of being able to like Breathe and meditate and get some good stretching and that decreases inflammation in your body and increases your immune system. However, um, yoga is actually pretty physically demanding as far as like having core strength and really strong balance and all that. And so, like, I couldn't really keep up. And so I actually used to uh, work as the program manager for health promotion and disease prevention um, at the VA Loma Linda. And in that position, I was um, responsible for bringing the whole health system, which is giving veterans alternatives for pain management. So instead of just the pharmacology, instead of just like taking medication, what else can you do to help manage your pain? And so in that, um, I looked into my own yoga certification, and then saw that there's this thing called chair yoga, which is an adaptive yoga where you you're doing these range of motion exercises and these yoga poses and postures while seated in a chair. And so I was like, what? I can exercise while sitting down? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look into that. And it was, it's been so amazing because I've had folks from, like, young adults, um, you know, college students in their 20s to folks who are, like, 80 years plus all doing the same workout and all getting these great health benefits. And I've even had people complain to me, like, I didn't think I was going to be sweating. Like, how dare you give me a a good workout, like sitting down? I'm like, oh, yeah, you didn't expect that. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what chair yoga is. Like to make a a short story long, (laughs) that's what it is.
0: I love that. Yeah, you know what? I think it's so necessary. And I've talked a lot about this with a, a close friend of mine um for people to have options mm-hmm. and accessibility mm-hmm. um because we don't know we don't want to make judgments about people's people's ability right. you know and so like you said it, it, you've had people of all ages mm-hmm. um participate mm-hmm. and and it be beneficial and so um I love that you kind of are certified in that way and sharing um how to make something accessible for people that are maybe need it you know just as much um if not more than someone who, who could be able to do, um, to do the traditional way or whatever the case may be, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so just because you have um, a different way, does a different approach or different, um, your body has a different way of moving and being, does not mean that you have to lose out?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So What brings you the most joy at this point?
1: Oh, my goodness. So I have um, three children. I have a 14-year-old stepson, 12-year-old daughter, and a soon-to-be-nine-month-old daughter. And what brings me the most joy right now is my children's laughter. Um, And (laughs) it's like just seeing there's – especially the little baby because she's just now being able to, like, smile and, like, kind of get peekaboo that is what fills me that's what fulfills me um above anything else that um comes along laughter
0: is one of you know the soul's best medicines
1: mm-hmm. i feel like absolutely and
0: children children have the purest um <laughs> I don't know, most, most. I don't even know how to explain it. I don't want to say authentic, but it's just so pure.
1: Yes, yes, and unfiltered. And it's like, you know, I think as adults, we kind of learn over time to like be more like guarded and serious and like, oh, you know, is this person judging me and all this stuff? And kids just like let it out. And I love that. And, and we need to return, I think, to that childlike innocence, that childlike joy.
0: Yeah, kids will like throw themselves around while they're laughing. They're like <laughs> boogers coming out of their nose. Oh my stuff. gosh, right? <laughs> it's, it's crazy, but it's good. We, we could all take lessons from kids, you know? Yes, yes. So I can only imagine that you've experienced your fair share of life's challenges. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the listeners at some point or the other have felt either stuck or um, defeated or unsure of what to do next. Mm-hmm. What have you done or what has been helpful for you when you've gotten to a place where you just didn't know what to do?
1: Hmm. So I have to go back to my roots during those times. And so I, um, I look to the wisdom of- so, like, my mom, my uh, my grandmother, my late grandmother, and um, kind of uh, sitting at their feet and the things that they would tell me. And I have to draw back on those lessons, like... <laughs> So there's, there's a few different things that big mom would tell me like ain't beats name. And so what that means is like anything beats nothing at all. And so when I feel like there's too little of something in my life, you know what ain't beats name. Like, at least I got something, at least I have, or my mom says, you know what, child, what's going to be going to be. And so it's kind of like the case said, like, kind of take life as it comes, because, you know, there's only so much that is within our locus of control. And so reminding myself of the serenity prayer, like, okay, Lord, like (laughs) give me the wisdom to know the difference between like what is in my control and what is not. And just let me have some peace in the meantime. And so remembering those words and kind of holding tight to that, um, is what's helped me when I felt stuck, when I felt defeated, or when I just don't know what to do. And sometimes I feel like when you don't know what to do, the best thing to do is just kind of sit in that, like, you know what, I don't know what to do. This is out of my control. So I'm going to just have peace and draw upon, um, sounds very like a uh, book like draw upon my resources but like (laughs) like look to the people who are around you that your support system who can speak life into you speak life into your situation and you know in different ways help to pull you out of that
0: I love that you mention, you know sitting in it because I think that sometimes our first instinct when we get uncomfortable or when we feel like we're stuck Mm -hmm. is that we want to jump as quickly as possible out of that place, Mm. which has a tendency to lead to maybe not the best decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, It can lead to more pain and discomfort and hurt and taking, taking a pause to sit in it, to really let yourself figure out, okay, where am I at? What's going mm-hmm. on? What can I do? What are my resources mm-hmm. can actually, you know, help to either heal or resolve the matter um, in a more productive and healthy way yeah. than just trying to run out of, you know what I yeah. mean? Just trying to run away. From yeah, it.
1: absolutely. And, and what I found is like, if you don't take that time to really kind of take another look about, at what's going on and what can I learn from this? You'll find yourself in that situation again and again and again. It's like, you know, uh, some people with kind of uh, deadbeat boyfriends, it's like, man, do you have a type? <laughs> you keep picking up the same kind of, you know, pattern. It's like, okay, well, obviously, you know, there's something that that person did not learn last time. And so it keeps coming up again. And get it until you learn and then you're able to. Learn.
0: You are speaking my language. I developed this idea when I used to work at Juvie with mm-hmm. the kids. And I would say life, life is like a video mm-hmm. game. And every level has a mm-hmm. challenge. Now, if you fail the level or if you die on that level, what happens? I would mm-hmm. ask them. And they're like, huh? And I'm like, they, finally, they would get to it. Like, you have to restart mm-hmm. the level. You're going to keep playing the same level in your life. Yeah over and over again until you master the challenge but guess what even when you pass the level you go to another level and guess what there is another challenge yeah it's usually harder you know it gets the game doesn't get easier over time it's harder and that's how life is but hopefully you have the six lives that you collected the skills that you picked up along the way to help you to be able to to overcome those challenges as you move forward so as you're saying that I'm like yes I'm not crazy like this makes sense
1: (laughs) (laughs) right right and and it's a hard lesson to learn once you once you move past it it's like okay now I get it now I understand how I was supposed to grow through that situation
0: yeah if there were one thing that you would want to share with someone more fulfilling and satisfying What would it be?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. I would say to um, be true to yourself and to walk in your power. So that's pretty vague. And it's kind of intentional because each person and what that will look like to each person will be different. However, like when you actually apply it, when you like walk in your truth, what is true about me? What's true about me? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. What is true about me? I am enough. What is true about me? I am, you know, my name is victory. Like literally like Monica in Greek, it means victory. (laughs) You know, so like how can I hold hold on to those truths, those positive truths, and then make that mean something in my life and make other people respect it as well. Because the bottom line is, like, uh, folks are only going to give you as much respect as you demand from them. And then learning to say, no, like, no, this is not aligned with my values. No, this is not something that's good for me. No, this is not. it. And taking care of, um, like, yourself, like, just loving on you, when you get to that point in life like that's when um that's when I feel like you're living fully like that gold
0: wow yeah that's really important and it's just about reminding ourselves of that on uh, as regular a basis as we can you know and mm-hmm. I think that everything that you've shared um is really significant altogether, you know what I mean, all the nuggets mm-hmm. together, and learning how to live a more fulfilling life over time, because it is a process, it is a journey like a game. Yeah. Um, but we're all just, you know, one, one challenge at a time trying to figure it out. So I really do appreciate you for coming on the show, for sharing your gems, for being so open and honest and authentic. And where can thank we find you. you to support you after today?
1: Oh, thank you for asking. So you can um, go to my website, which is www.drblide.com and that's spelled Diaz and David, Rs and Robert, Diaz and Bravo. <laughs> L is in Lima. I is in India. E is in Echo. D is in Delta. So drblide.com. Or you can follow me on IG at Dr. Blyde. I have a second IG at Dr. Blyde coaching and on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash spaces of health.
0: Thank you. We'll make sure to put those links in the show notes and support you in everything that you're doing. Um, again, thank you so much. And we will talk to you next time, gems.